Hello there, and thanks for joining me in the podcast today. Family life. Is your home, is your family life vibrant? Do you have a vitality within the context of your home and how your family integrates and relates to each other and how it relates to the world beyond the home and how it includes people in your home? How is your home? How would you describe it in terms of vibrancy, vitality, energy, strength? Well, some research has been recently done by the Barna Group. Now, the Barna Group comes out of California, and the Barna Group has been committed you know, to research in the area of values and cultural customs and uh, behavior patterns and um, looking at the context of individuals and families and groups. And in this particular research study, which was done in 2018, by the way, they interviewed 2,347 families. 2,347 families. Now, these families had like about almost uh, 448 teenagers living within the home. They were in the ages of 13 to 17. So it was a kind of a typical home of mid-age with mid-age teenagers. And the homes all identified themselves as being religious, being Christian. Uh, they attended church about once a month at least. And they recognized that faith and Christian values and Christian principles and behavior patterns was important to their family life. Now, when they looked at that particular group of people, they looked at it in terms of how do they practice? How do they live together? How do they function together? And whether or not this family could be identified really as a vibrant uh, family. Now, over history, we have had a number of ways of looking at family life. We have what we typically call the functional and the dysfunctional family. And we've researched and we've studied and we've identified families that are functional and those that are dysfunctional. Barnard now goes beyond that and says, okay, let's take a look at families that are really vibrant, particularly vibrant in a kind of a Christian culture, a Christian context of family life. And are they spiritually, religiously vibrant? That's really what he was kind of looking at. He contrasted that group of people with people who might just be referred to as religious or devotional. In other words, faith was important. They periodically went pray. They would allow a kind of a religious talk to take place in their home and would attend church periodically. But they were just kind of committed in a devotional way or in a kind of a semi-informal way with the church. And then they compared that to people that were just typically socially hospitable and then those that those families that were dormant had no values or spiritual religious values whatsoever identified or guides their family life. So compare these kind of different groups. But let's take a look at just the vibrant you know, families. What are vibrant homes? Vi- vibrant families. You know, how do they look like? What? Are, how do they function? What kind of an example do they have for all of us? is we look at our family life and how we would like to live and how we would uh, prefer to live, you know, as a family. So here's some of the findings. We have about three of them, okay? Vibrant households. This is what Barnes says. Vibrant households stand out in that they have meaningful fun and quality time, both in their home with their homemates, that is, with whom they live, and those that are external to their household members, that is like neighbors and friends, okay? So, vibrant families are families that are known for quality time and quality fun. 
as a family they have fun together and they include other people in their family life to enjoy the fun together generally speaking they were referred to as kind of playful families and uh, playful homes so that they would come together for games for instance they would share meals together 63 percent of them had breakfast together 75 percent of them they ate dinner together and 60 percent shared their feelings together kind of on a daily basis you see so these were families that had fun together but they spent time together they unified together they came together at critical times in the day breakfast and dinner and they shared their time and their experiences and their feelings and their ideas together around the table and with each other but you know they also had what we sometimes refer to as a group discipline or family discipline that is they had chores together they worked in the yard together they worked inside the house together and they did things together they went together they went to family meetings they went to events together they went to social events together intellectual events aesthetic events cultural events religious events together as a family so vibrant families essentially pull together and they have a specified time daily that they spend time together and the more vibrant that, that is they had more time together they did more together and they enjoyed each other and included other people in their family life that's important they were not exclusive they were not private they were very open their home was open it's kind of like the front door was always open people were always coming and going friends of kids friends of the kids were always coming and going we're welcome in the home that's a vibrant family home now here's number two of vibrant family homes and vibrancy prevails okay they said it's not surprising but friendship plays a great role in vibrant homes and vibrant households many of them are most of the vibrant homes had close friends consisting of neighbors that would come over several times during the week several times a month in other words the people that came into their life the friendships played a great role in determining conversation determining games and determining events together and activities together it was kind of like going back and forth to the homes of, of neighbors and friends they would come to your home you would go to their home and friends and became almost like family they shared deep conversations together they prayed together they went to religious experiences together like church and another kind of religious events and they learned to depend on each other for guidance for support if they needed financial help or if they needed child care help or they needed household chores or the, some equipment broke down and they would help each other fix it and so on in other words vibrant families had friendships that played a great role in the life of the family members of all family members it wasn't the friends of the father it wasn't friends of the mother it was friends of the family it wasn't friends of the kids the kids friends became parent friends friends of the parents friends of the whole family there was this inclusiveness of friendship into life and it included bringing together the friends into a kind of a religious spiritual conversation and activity and lifestyle so there was a compatibility if you will in terms of the friends that come into their life and enjoying and mutually enjoying kind of a religious commonality
and religious experience together. Okay, that's number two. And then here's the third one about vibrant household, vibrant families, families that have a vibrancy within them. They had a spiritual coach within the family. There was a spiritual coach, which means there was somebody who spoke about religious issues of forgiveness, Bible concepts and Bible teachings, of biblical traditions. Uh, More than seven out of the ten households had somebody who set a spiritual or religious example. That example or that person would encourage church attendance, would encourage Bible reading, would encourage conversations on religious topics. There was religious spiritual practices that prevailed within the home and that they would participate outside the home, such as going to religious concerts, you know, or going to some kind of a um, Bible study or some kind of a religious lecture uh, besides worship at church and that kind of thing. They would participate in maybe small group discussions of the Bible on a weekly you know, basis. In other words, vibrant homes had an identified person who took the responsibility and accepted the responsibility of being the spiritual coach for the family. Now, we usually think of that as the role of the father, but in this particular study, it wasn't whether it was the mother or the father or one of the older kids even, for that matter, but that there was someone identified as the identified spiritual coach, the spiritual leader of the family, if you will, to set the religious and the spiritual example of the home in terms of church attendance and biblical studies and religious practices and observations and learnings you know, of all kinds. So that's what a vibrant home looks like, a vibrant family looks like, particularly families that have a religious or a spiritual vibrancy within the context of the family life and within the context of the home. Barna goes on to conclude his study by saying this, Good things happen when those who share a home also share everyday liturgies with one another. Everyday spiritual talk, religious talk, religious observations, religious events with one another, such as prayers at a meeting, at a meal, or some kind of a Bible study, or some kind of a Bible reading, or a verse, or some kind of observation on a daily basis. That was one thing. Good things happen. Good things also happen when those who share a home habitually share their lives together. In other words, it's a routine. It's a daily event. Share your feelings. Share your thoughts. Share your activities. Share your experiences. Open up and talk and share meaningful ideas that you may have had. Discussing around the table ideas and things you've learned today and things that you are thinking about or worried about or concerned about or bothered about. Those things are open for discussion in a vibrant family home. And then lastly, he goes on to say this, and of all good things, a support system, shared regiments, recreational and creative time together, spiritual disciplines together, those all are amplified when both devotion and hospitality Christian religious devotion and hospitality become part of the ethos of a household, part of the emotion, part of the lifestyle, part of the value system of a household. So, in Barna's research, three things 
are critically important, okay? And if you can bring those three things into your life, you can increase the vibrancy, the vitality of your own personal family life and home. Engage in religious spiritual practices. Make sure that somebody steps forward and identifies themselves as a spiritual coach. Enjoy friendship with others. Involve other people in your life, particularly those of like-mindedness, like values, like faith. Those that share some commonalities around faith. Bring them into your family life. Make it part of your, your family experience. And then make sure that, that there is a daily uh, form of observation of a religious nature. And that you share meals together, you talk together, you share feelings together. There's a working together. There's a, co- a cooperation, you know, together as family life. And it all is based on some kind of a recognition that religious values and religious principles and Christian ideas and Christian behavior patterns guide family life. And then vibrancy begins to emerge within family living. Vibrancy begins to be identified and your family begins to be known as a one that has a vibrant faith but also a vibrant lifestyle. And those that see that, enjoy that and maybe prefer to emulate that themselves and learn from that and make that part of their own personal family life. So homes can be vibrant. Homes can be very encouraging, stimulating, and um, welcoming, and just being safe and being comfortable and being enjoyable. And the participants of that home, the immediate family and those that are included in it through, by, through friendship and by visitation and so on, all benefit and enjoy a mutual faith, but also a mutual encouragement and a mutual lifestyle of vibrancy. Nice to have you with me, and might you go and do likewise. Bye for now.